Welcome to the Sam the Answer Man podcast. For 30 years, Sam Ventola has been an attorney, hearing officer, professor, and mediator. Now he's here to answer your legal questions. Sam the Answer Man, law made simple. Here's your hosts, Sam and Gina Ventola. Hey everybody, welcome to the Sam the Answer Man podcast. I'm Gina. And I'm Sam. And we're so glad you're here. So Sam, I got, so what we do on this podcast is that we kind of think about the questions that you as business owners might have. And then Sam, our illustrious legal expert here, uses his vast wealth of knowledge and answers the questions. So you are in for a treat. So Sam, I have a question regarding contracts and mediation. So as a business mediator, which you are, right? Yes. Are you uncertain? No. Christ, not uncertain. He's a little uncertain. So <laughs> maybe state that more emphatically. Are you a business mediator? Yes, I am. Yes, he is. So I have a question for you regarding contracts. So as a business mediator, what types of dispute contract disputes do you see? So in the majority of our business mediation cases do involve contracts of one kind or another. Um, and a lot of what we see are uh, rent contracts for commercial leases, uh, disputes between landlord and tenant. Uh, we see those a lot. Another thing we see a lot are services contracts, particularly construction services. Uh, there are a lot of disputes regarding after something has been built or repaired that it was inadequate. And, um, and then finally, we see, you know, sort of what I call business divorces, where somebody was a principal of a company and they parted ways, and there's a dispute as to how much um, each party is entitled to upon exiting the, uh, the common enterprise. So they say breaking up is hard to do. Yes, breaking up is hard to do and it can be expensive. But the way to try to avoid the expense is rather than everybody lawyer up and go to court, you know, once you see these issues arising, you know, call a mediator who's familiar with these kinds of issues, who can, you know, sit down with the parties and say, look, can we just work this out in order to get on with this and not spend the next two years of our lives, you know, fighting about the past. So what types of issues, I mean, I know you talked about like specific examples, which is great. What kind of issues do you see business owners experiencing in these types of things? So, I mean, generally it's about money. Generally, the one, one party says I'm entitled to more money from you or more money from you. Um, sometimes it's about um, cases involving non-competes. The argument that somebody is not able to compete against me or that they're not able to solicit my clients or they're not able to solicit my employees. Um, so that may be a case where they're asking for something that's called specific performance, which is in the trying to have the terms of the contract enforced that prohibit a party from engaging in business in certain ways or contacting certain people. But most of them are, are about money. Another, another big one you see are just promissory notes. And believe it or not, you would think that an issue on a promissory note um, you know, wouldn't go to mediation because it would be clear, you, you know, you owe money and no, they didn't pay it, didn't pay it. But the reality is a lot of times mediation comes up because the debtor on the promissory note doesn't have money. 
and they're threatened to bankruptcy, and they're saying, you know, if it's in your court, I can't pay it. And a lot of times mediation is a way to try to get through that, to try to find a solution that benefits everybody rather than them, rather than going to court or bankruptcy. So for you as a mediator, can you share with these great people out here, what are the, what are the things that you look at when you have these people in front of you they have these issues, whether it's specific performance or something else. What do you look for as a mediator? Well, the first thing you have to find is you have to find a solution that is going to benefit both parties. A lot of times people enter mediation and they say, you know, here are the things that I want. And so I'm going to insist on a solution that I want. Not and they don't do what they really need to do, which is put themselves in the head of the other person to say, you know, what will they accept? What will be acceptable to them? Because if you're just going and talking about what you want, you're not going to be able to find a solution that both parties can live with. Mediation, if you're a good chess player, mediation is like playing chess. You have to not only think about what you're doing with your pieces, you have to think about, okay, what is their plan? What is their goal? And what is their strategy to get there? And how, you know, how can I be prepared for that? But in the end, um, both the mediator and the parties have to come up with a solution that is going to be acceptable to both parties. And so when a solution is completely one-sided is not realistic because the other party simply won't agree to it. Um, so it's very important to try to think about, you know, what, what can I give that's not going to cause too much pain that the other side is looking for in order to get this deal done. Okay. So in our mediation podcast, you talked about what is your BATNA, which again, BATNA is? Uh, the best alternative to the negotiated agreement. So how does that figure into your strategy? So when participating in mediation, you should be thinking about both your BATNA and the other side's BATNA. For example, we talked about a uh, mediation on a promissory note where it's clear that the amount is due, but the debtor says, I don't have the money. And so he may be claiming that his BATNA, if he doesn't reach a negotiated agreement, what he's going to do is file bankruptcy. That may or may not be true. You have to examine both your own BATNA and the other side's BATNA to try to figure out, you know, what it is, what is it that they are facing if they fail to reach an agreement here. Um, and then on your own part, what, what is it that I'm going to have to do if I don't prevail here? And, and what are the advantages and disadvantages of that? And can I come up with something better in mediation than that? There you go. What about apologies? You know, um, in some kinds of mediation, apologies are important in business mediation. A lot of times people are looking for an apology, but... Um, it's generally preferable to look at a business mediation as business. And it's not going to help your business to get an apology in most circumstances. Now, if you're talking about a public apology where there's been uh, publicity regarding the issue and the public has an attitude towards you because of that, then apology could be important. But most of the mediations we deal with don't don't involve anything like that. They're purely private disputes. And in a purely private dispute, to ask for an apology is sort of to, to try to extract something from the other side that's probably going to cost you something um, that doesn't really benefit your business. And so um, one thing I do in mediation is ask people to really re-examine, do they really, is an apology something they really need? Uh, 
and it, and it is something that you're looking for if you're approaching the mediation from a from a business standpoint rather than a personal standpoint. Okay, so you as a mediator, what should what is your advice to the business owners out here regarding? when an issue comes up, what should they do? Well, the first thing that I would recommend is that if you have a, a business dispute, the first impulse everybody has is, oh, I gotta go get my lawyer, and my lawyer's gonna file a bunch of papers for me, and he's gonna file a complaint, and he's gonna seek an injunction, and he's gonna file a bunch of motions, and all that can be wonderful, but all that's very expensive. And as you're piling that cost on, you're actually making it harder and harder to resolve the dispute. And lawyers are like doctors, and they're not necessarily being dishonest, but they believe in their own medicine. And so if, if they see an issue, they're gonna say, well, here's the things we need to do. And, and oh, by the way, these all involve you paying me a bunch of money. It, it may make sense before you go down that road to take a step back and say, look, can I bring the other party in and talk to a mediator who's experienced in commercial litigation, who can try to see if there's a way that we can resolve this now before we spend a lot of money. Because, you know, most cases do get resolved in settlement negotiations or mediations of some kind. They do, but they get resolved way down the line after maybe a year of litigation or for trial, after a lot of money has been expended. So, um, I guess the first thing I would say is, is consider mediation uh, early. Um, well, that is if your contract right. doesn't have an arbitration clause, right? Even if your contract is an arbitration clause, you can still be, you can always agree to do something uh, despite what your contract says. So arbitration in many cases is just as bad, if not worse, than litigation. If you, you have to pay the arbitrator, a lot of times they, they they treat them just like litigation. There's discovery and motions and everything, just like there would be in litigation. The only difference is you're paying a judge, and sometimes three judges. Um, you're paying their salary. And they, and again, I'm not saying they're being dishonest, but the arbitrators have an interest in this thing getting dragged out. And so in that way, it's worse than court. Because um, judges typically have an interest in getting rid of the thing. But arbitrators have an interest in keeping it and making it go on as long as possible without them to, to collect as many fees as possible. So um, arbitration is generally a bad idea, except there are certain arbitrations that are good. For example, I arbitrate for the Better Business Bureau. And this is a very clean, short, simple process where people submit papers, you go in for a one day or even half a day um, hearing, um, and you present your case, and you get it resolved. That kind of arbitration, is, is pretty good and and frankly you know I would say go ahead and do that maybe even preference to mediation but if you don't have that kind of option available to you for a very quick and simple arbitration the idea of going to arbitration before the AAA or here in Colorado we have something called JAG and something called JAMS you're going to find all of them are tremendously expensive even more expensive than going to court. So if you do go to mediation, you know, there are ways that you should approach as a business person approach to mediation. Some of them we talked about, but you know, the first of all, it first of it is, you know, don't make it personal, make it a business issue. Make it make make it um, where you're looking for a solution that's going to serve you in a business capacity. Um, and and secondly, focus on the future and not the past. 
You know, yes, the past is important. You have to know what happened. But what you need to do is not, is not focus on past wrongs, but what is the best solution going forward for your business? Um, and that takes the past into account, but it doesn't dwell on the past, and there's a difference there. Um, and the third thing is, again, get in the head of your, of your opponent. Don't, don't try to be seeking a solution that inserts you. In mediation, be strategic and think about, you know, what is the other side trying to accomplish and what will they take, what will they accept, and how, how are they trying to get there, like playing a game of chess. And, and um, finally, you know, always keep in mind what you're, you talked about your BATNA, yes. you know, what you're facing if you don't engage in mediation. You, go, you may go to mediation and say, I'm going to get this or I'm out, and you, and you end up, you know, not getting that, and then you, then you have to, you're faced with the reality of your BATNA being um, your only solution, and, and that may be worse than what you could have done in mediation had you been at all flexible. So these are all ways of sort of trying to be successful in approaching mediation. And again, sooner is usually better than later. Well, there you have it. Thank you, Sam. That was some very helpful information. But if you would like more information, email Sam at Sam at SamBentola.com. That's V-E-N-T as in Tom, O-L-A. If you would like to watch more of our podcast, please subscribe to our channel on YouTube. It's interestingly named Sam the Answer Man. And so you can watch us there. If you're listening to us, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, on Stitcher, on YouTube. Uh, yeah, all kinds of audio podcast if formats. If you do YouTube, you get to see us. You know, yeah. And that's probably, you probably want to be able to see us through social media. Yeah, exactly. So if you would like to do that, and also Sam wrote an incredible article on this and how you as business owners should kind of approach these kind of issues. It's kind of like, I'm getting a stoicism by it. Do you think that would be an accurate? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good analogy is that you, you want to, you know, logical think, think like Mr. Spock more than Captain Kirk. Yeah, so don't let your emotions dictate your actions kind of thing. Right. Awesome. Well, until next time, thank you, Interwebs. If you would like to discuss your legal issue with Sam, please contact Ventola Law at 303-864-9797 or check out our website at www.ventolalaw.com. Ventola Law, mediation and legal representation at an expert level.